Welcome to the New Beginnings Church Podcast, home to the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Tom Burke. New Beginnings Church is located in Henderson County, North Carolina. To learn more about us, visit our website at www.newbeginningsofhendersonville.org, follow us on Instagram at NBCHville, and like our Facebook page, New Beginnings World Outreach Center. Good afternoon. Great to be with you today. My name is Pastor Tom Burke. I'm the pastor at New Beginnings World Outreach here in Hendersonville, North Carolina. I want to welcome you to the broadcast today. Uh, And I just want to say a couple of things from uh, Jill and I to everyone today. Uh, We so appreciate Uh, Every one of you that regularly watch, uh, that regularly support this ministry financially, uh, it's a blessing to be able to go to the post office box or even come into my own house, uh, how you guys have been so faithful to uh, continue to support the ministry so that we can continue day by day, week by week, to fulfill God's will through new beginnings. Uh, It takes the tithes and offerings, and we really appreciate uh, your giving. Uh, We're looking forward, uh, number three, to get back into the corporate worship. I'm still hoping uh, we'll see what happens, but I I would love to see us back in the last Sunday of the month. Mm -hmm. Uh, I know that's Pentecost Sunday, and we celebrate the Uh, time in Acts chapter 2 when the Holy Spirit was poured out and really got active in an extra special way uh, through the body of Christ. The book of Acts, uh, just so you know, has never actually finished. Uh, The book of Acts there, the Holy Spirit was moving in and among the people and through the people, and the Holy Spirit's still doing that today. And so that's my desire. I, I know there, I'm not sure if the governor's supposed to speak again towards uh, oh, the end of next week or something like that, maybe around the 22nd. But uh, the only thing I'm uh, saying is that uh, it won't be too soon for me to get back into the house of God. I believe that's God's will uh, for the body of Christ to meet, uh, uh, as in the book of Acts, it was house to house, daily. I'm coming house to house now. Uh, But then also it said house to house and in the temple. So there was corporate worship daily uh, in the temple. That's why when some people say, well, uh, it's only supposed to be on this one day. That's actually not scriptural. Uh, If you go in the book of Acts, you'll see that it was day by day in the temple, day by day, house to house. And so if we're going to do something, we need to do it scripturally there. And so uh, I I just want to say that I'm looking forward to being back in the house of God and being with each other. I know it'll be a little different to start with. They may continue to put restrictions on us, and if they do, they do. And uh, Romans 13 tells us we obey the uh, those leaders that are over us, and I will certainly do that. If the governor says that, whether I agree with him or not, uh, I'm going to do it. And if the president says it, uh, I'm going to do it. And uh, because I, I think there needs to be a, uh, uh, a new standard set here, and uh, so I'm I'm going to I'm going to obey whatever they say, and uh, uh, because ultimately I want to. Uh, make it a safe place for all that come in to new beginnings. I I want it to be a safe place. And uh, uh, so anyway, I'm just looking forward to that. Uh, Also, uh, we will be, and I'll uh, I'll bring something out about this on Sunday. We will be having uh, possibly on Thursday nights, uh, also, which is our prayer meeting night, so we're going to pray some tonight after I teach. Um, 
we're trying to work out where we can connect with everyone to have a special time of prayer on Thursday nights where maybe you can even dial in and everybody see everybody and we can all pray for about an hour or so. Uh, we're taking a look at that right now through multiple uh, ways online where you could actually call in, put in a code number, and then everybody can see each other and hear each other and uh, pray together. And so we're working on that right now. And uh, that'll just be another temporary way to connect with each other until we can get back into the uh, physical building uh, there on top of Tom's Hill. And so I, I just, I do, I, I just want to say thank you. We, Jill and I love and appreciate you guys so much uh, for standing with us in the ministry there through your prayers, through this online uh, Bible teachings and connections. It just astounds me sometimes how many people will tune into this. Maybe not so many right when you go on the air, but maybe later in the night, later in the day, the next day, the next day. I mean, you're talking 100 people, 150 people, 200 people, 250. I've seen over 300 on there before. I mean, it's just awesome to me. And I mean, people from multiple states, whether it be Oklahoma, whether it be Tennessee, whether it be Florida. I mean, there's people from multiple states watching this. So I want to, number four, say thank you to those who share these broadcasts. These broadcasts are meant to build up uh, believers and to open the door to unbelievers to come to know Jesus Christ as their Savior and that people can understand we're not in this circumstance alone. Amen. We're not in this alone. Jesus said that I will never leave you nor forsake you even unto the end. I want you to know today whatever you're facing, not just what the world is facing right now, but whatever you're facing, you're not alone. You're not alone. Your Heavenly Father, your Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit, right there to help you. And that's why it's so important that we pray and just ask God for his help, his wisdom, his strength. We need strength sometimes in trials uh, and tribulations. We need his strength. The good news is his strength is available and it's there for the asking. So uh, I just want to say thank you for those that share these broadcasts uh, with other people because I'm telling you, it's making a difference in people's lives. It's making a difference in people's lives. Number five, I want to say to ladies, uh, our women's minister, uh, Susan Allor, has just started putting on her Wednesday night women's ministry online. It started last night. It was on Facebook, on her Facebook page. Just put in Susan Allor, and, uh, and you'll see beginning from last night she started. And uh, that's another way that we wanted to stay connected, to have the ladies connected uh, uh, with that. So just go on with Susan Allor on Facebook. I believe that's the way she put it on. And, uh, uh, and just check that out. And that's for ladies. Uh, now, it's the Bible now. So I mean, if some of you men want to slip on there too, she's teaching the Bible. And, uh, but... That's Susan Allor on Facebook there, and I believe it'll be a blessing to you. All right, well, I'm going to open this with a word of prayer, and then we're going to go in the book of Psalms tonight. I'm going to start at chapter 62, Psalms chapter 62 tonight. Heavenly Father, I just want to say thank you today for Jesus Christ. Thank you for saving our souls. Thank you for so great a salvation. Thank you, Father, that I believe you're in total control of everything going on in life. My trust is in you. My hope, it's in you. My faith, it's in you. I'm asking tonight for the help of the Holy Spirit for me and everyone that listens, the presence of the Holy Spirit and your angels for their help tonight. I'm asking that you would undo heavy burdens let the oppressed go free, break and destroy every yoke, set captives free, heal the brokenhearted, set at liberty them that are bruised, 
Let this be a night of salvation for anyone or daytime, whenever they may watch this. Let this be a day of salvation because the Bible said today is the day of salvation. I pray, God, if there's someone tonight that needs a healing miracle, needs some kind of a miracle from God, that this would be the night for miracles, healings. That the joy of the Lord would be restored. The peace of God would come back. That people would get refocused on God's purpose and not be distracted because of things going on around them or around this world. That we just continue to have our eyes fixed on Jesus. Now, Holy Spirit, you're the teacher also, so I'm asking you to teach tonight. Yet not us, but Christ. I'm just asking that it be the Holy Spirit teaching tonight. Bringing understanding and knowledge. And I'm going to say thank you, Father, for your blessing upon each and every one, wherever we are tonight and wherever we are when we listen to this and watch this. I ask for your miracle blessing, help, and results. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I want to ask some of you that are listening, maybe you listen to the broadcast Sunday morning, uh, how many of you uh, were blessed by the special speaker uh, that I had this past uh, Sunday uh, morning? Uh, if you were blessed for that, uh, some of you put something on uh, online tonight uh, and just let us know that you were blessed by that. It was an incredible teaching. Uh, my wife is an incredible teacher of the Bible. Uh, and uh, I know that that should have been a blessing. If you happen not to have caught that uh, teaching Sunday, go back uh, and, and watch that because it was a powerful teaching. I, be, I know it will be a blessing to you. Uh, my wife does a fantastic job teaching the Bible, and I'm trying to get her back as soon as possible to... Uh, uh, as a special speaker to uh, bless us again with the word of the Lord. Uh, Psalms chapter 62 tonight. Psalms chapter uh, 62. Uh, as you're turning to that, uh, I want to just kind of lead into that uh, out of Psalms 61. Just, just a couple of verses in Psalm 61 before we hit 62. The book of Psalms tonight, uh, chapter 61, verse 1 says, Hear my cry, O God, attend unto my prayer. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee. When my heart is overwhelmed, Lead me to the rock, hallelujah, that is higher than I. Let me read that again, verse 2. This is Psalms 61 and verse 2. From the end of the earth will I cry unto thee when my heart is overwhelmed. I want to ask you, is your heart overwhelmed tonight? Have you been overwhelmed at all this week? I want to try to give you a couple of uh, points to direct you when that occurs in your life. Said, when my heart is overwhelmed, number one, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. You know what he's praying right there? Lead me to Jesus. Lead me to my heavenly Father who is the rock. Jesus is the rock of our salvation. When our lives, the Gospels say, when uh, our lives are grounded and founded and trusting in the rock, when our homes are built on the rock, it said when the storms come, the winds blow, the rains come, that that house is, is built on the rock, that is on Jesus Christ, and on the written word of God, the Holy Bible, that house will not fall. But if we build our life and our decisions 
uh, not on the rock. Then the Bible says we're building it on sinking sand. And when the winds blow and the storms come because testing will come. If we're not looking to the rock that is higher than I, if we're not going to the Lord in prayer first, if we're looking to man, if we're looking to this source or that source, I'm telling you, it says there in the Gospels that that house will not stand. I want to challenge you. When your heart is overwhelmed or when you're going through a trial, first go to the Lord in prayer. All right? He said, lead me to the rock that is higher than I, for thou hast been a shelter for me. Thou hast been a shelter and a strong tower from the enemy. Thou hast been a shelter, one who protects us. He's also called our shield. He is a shield about us. He is our shelter to protect us. He is our shepherd, and we shall not want. The Bible actually says, too, that uh, in Psalms 91 and then over in the New Testament, he talks about God will give his angels charge over us to keep us. That word keep in the Hebrew and then kept in the New Testament in the Greek means literally protected by surrounding and covering us. Amen. You're literally surrounded by God. You're protected from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet. You're surrounded. You know, I know someone that uh, had a uh, 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 a COVID uh, nineteen test this week because of certain circumstances that they were facing, uh, and someone had uh, texted me about it. Uh, that individual may not know that I know about it, but uh, someone who was concerned texted me and asked, "Would I be in prayer?" And I was. And the news came back today, negative. Amen. That even though the doctors said, you've got this, you've got that, you've got this, you've got that, and we don't want you to come to our doctor's office. That to me is disgusting. Someone that needed help were told no. Because of the circumstances there. I wonder what the, I wonder what the doctors are there for. Are they there to help us when we need help? But thankfully, God took care of that individual. Amen. So whether they had it or not, when they took the test and it came back, came back negative. Mm. <laughs> I'm about to shout, run, spin, and cry right now. Mm -hmm. And this was a Christian individual, by the way. And I want you to know we serve a faithful God. So when you're going through something, number one, I want you to start going to the Lord first. Not second, third, or fourth. Go first. And you go through prayer, casting all your care upon him because he cares for you. I want you to know God hears. He said, hear my cry, O God. I want you to know God will hear your cry. When a Christian prays unto him. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock. When I don't have the answer, when I'm overwhelmed and I don't know what to do, first go to the Lord. Don't go to people first. People will give you uh, uh, sincere advice. But if it's not a word from the Lord, that sincere advice may not work. I've seen it not work. I know a young lady that uh, uh, came to me one time. This has been 15, 20 years ago, probably. Uh, said, this is going on in my marriage. That's going on in my marriage. I've talked to this one, that one, the other, and actually a multiple, I think a couple of pastors. And they've all told me, all have told me to divorce my husband. But, Pastor Tom, I'm coming to you and Jill. And I want y'all to pray. And, and here was the key. And I want you to find out what does the Lord say to you? What does the Lord say to you? 
And so we fasted, we prayed, we sought God, and both of us came back, and I went to the individual. I said, the Lord said, do not divorce. Trust God. Let God turn it around. There's about to be a turnaround. Oh, hallelujah. I didn't give them an opinion because they didn't ask for an opinion. I didn't get, because if I looked in the natural, I might have done what all those other people said. But see, God's not looking. He looks deeper than the, what you see. <laughs> and so I said, don't do it. I, I know I'm the old, we're, all, we're the only ones that told you not to. But you said you wanted a word from the Lord. I just gave you a word from the Lord. That individual trusted the word of the Lord over family members, other pastors, other people. And there were several. And that marriage is still going on today and it's as good as it ever has been and better. Because people gave them a sincere advice. But every one of them was sincerely wrong because they did not have a word from the Lord. Number two tonight, number one, I want you to start going to God in prayer. But number two, I want you to listen for the word of the Lord. I want you to wait before God, whether he speaks through the scriptures or he speaks through an individual or he speaks by a dream or vision However God speaks, wait till you get a word from the Lord and then act on the word of the Lord. I don't care if I or anyone else has given you uh, something. Get a word from the Lord and then operate off of that. Because I promise you, when you do what God says, you'll always see God kind of results. And that's all we want in our life is God's will in our circumstances. Would you say amen right there? That's what you want in life. You want God's will. I believe if I'm speaking to anybody tonight or if you listen tomorrow or Saturday or Sunday, whatever, I want you to know today, and I'll answer for you, the only thing you want is to know God's will. And once you know it, do it. Remember this, my sheep know my voice. The voice of another they will not follow. Don't just go by what somebody says or uh, even what well-meaning uh, uh, um, uh, people in, 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 in different uh, um, working areas. I mean, these people are going to give you information. They're going to give you information off of knowledge that they've grown and gotten and studied and this, that, and the other. And they're well-meaning. But what does the Lord say? Ultimately, before you make a decision, I'd find out what does the Lord say before I make a decision in my marriage, raising children, concerning my health, concerning a job, Concerning whatever circumstance, I'd find out what does the Lord say. Too, too many people are not doing what I'm teaching you tonight. And then they wonder why when they make decisions based on scientific knowledge or other people's opinions or learned people that have a lot of book knowledge in these areas that they don't see God's results because we didn't ask God. We need to ask God and then obey him. Just obey him. Whatever he says, just do it. So he said there in verse 3, for thou hast been a shelter for me. Praise God. He's a shelter for you and I every time we go out these doors. Amen. A strong tower from my enemy. I will abide in thy tabernacle, in thy presence. I will abide in your presence. I will abide in your, in your buildings where the church should be meeting. I will abide in your tabernacle. I will trust under the shelter of thy wings. Hallelujah. I'm going to trust in your presence. I'm going to stay where Psalms 91 tells me, in your presence. That's the third thing I want to say today. Not only go to God in prayer, not only 
uh, get a word from God and then operate off of that. But number three, I want to challenge you to get back in the presence of God under his feathers, under his wings, in his tabernacle, uh, under his shelter, and, and just wait in the presence of God like never before. You know, there's a scripture that says there's a way that seems right to a man. But the end thereof is destruction. There's a way that seems right. In other words, a lot of Western people say this, oh, that just makes sense to me. I'll do it. It just makes sense to me. <laughs> God says this, my ways are not your ways. Your ways are not my ways. I don't care if things make sense to me. Here's what the Bible says. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. I want to find out what is God's will for my life because he's the one that's trying to order and direct my paths day by day. And if I go by what just makes sense to me in my carnal mind, God's ways aren't our ways. Our ways aren't God's ways. Sometimes we don't understand God's ways, but we do them by faith. Now, my wife touched on that, and that is a powerful principle that we, as Christians, are commanded to walk in. Here's what the Bible said. The just shall live by faith, not by sight. How much of what we're doing is by faith? How many times a day do we ask God to direct our paths and what is his will for our lives and, and a decision for raising our kids or making a decision about our life, life decisions? I want to try to get God back involved in our life more than ever before. And I'm going to tell you, when you do, you're going to have more peace. You're going to have more joy. You're going to see better results because you put God first. He said, I'll trust in the shelter of thy wings. For thou, O God, hast heard my vows, hast given me the heritage of those who fear thy name. I, I want to say this, and I'll, I'll finish this and go to Psalm 62. Thou wilt prolong the king's life, his years as many generations. Do you know if you obey your parents, your life will be long upon the earth? If your parents are still alive, I'd obey them. That'll make your, your days be long upon the earth. He shall abide before God forever. Prepare mercy and truth which shall preserve him. I'm thankful mercy and truth uh, um, uh, are active in our lives today because of the cross of Jesus Christ, because of the death, the burial, the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Then he said here, so will I sing praise. I'm telling you, if you'll do what we teach you tonight, go to God first in prayer, no matter what you ever face. Number two, get that word from God. Number three, obey whatever you hear. Whatever he says, just do it. Whether you uh, understand it or not, my sheep know my voice. He can speak to you by scriptures. He can speak by two-legged donkeys four-legged donkeys. He can speak by dreams, visions. But you know one thing that God is really looking for and striving and just longs to have from his body is somebody who will trust him, somebody who'll just believe him, somebody who'll just put their faith in him instead of other circumstances, things that just make sense to us, even before other people, God longs to have people just believe him. And many times we're going to have circumstances that go against what we may think we should be doing. But my question is, are we going to believe God or not? Are we going to trust God or not? I'm telling you, God can do some miraculous things. I could give it to you out of Genesis, all through the whole Bible. Is there anything too hard for me, saith the Lord? 
You say, you don't know what my husband's doing. You don't know what my wife's doing. You don't know what my children are doing. Is there anything too hard for me, saith the Lord? That's in Genesis. In the New Testament, it says, if you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. The Bible says this, according to your faith, not Pastor Tom or somebody else, according to your faith, be it unto you. I'm going to tell you, your God is way bigger than we give him credit for. And I'm going to tell you, you're going to see miraculous things come through from this worldwide uh, pestilence or plague uh, and virus. You're going to see some miraculous results. I mean, I just gave you one. I, I, I could give you others. There was a, another one I gave you a month ago. Uh, uh, and uh, the doctors gave up hope on an individual. The people began to pray to God. They began to pray to God. God gave the guy a miracle. God gave the guy a miracle. Did he have, did he have uh, yeah, was in the COVID? Did he? Yes. This was, was a Christian. For a while, and they gave up hope. They it, told the family. No hope. You can make a choice to take him off life support. So, uh, this was a Christian. Had COVID. 19. The doctors gave up hope. They came to the, the family and said, hey, you know, we can take him off this ventilator. We can do this. We can do that. You tell us what to do. We'll do it. But we, there's nothing else we can do for him. They started praying and seeking the Lord. He's home now. He's home. They started praying and seeking the Lord. They didn't ask somebody for advice. They went to the Lord. You know, there's something like, it says, take it to the Lord in prayer. There's a song there. Take it to the Lord in prayer. They went to the Lord in prayer, the family members. God gave them direction. They put their faith in God, and the man got healed. <laughs> the doctor said it's a miracle. We can't understand it. He's got healed. He's home. He's fine. He's just fine. Because people put faith in God. See, I get excited when man says there's nothing else I can do. There's nothing else I can do. I just love that phrase. I just love that because at that point, finally, God can get the praise. God can get the glory that he deserves. I'm going to tell you, God will allow you and I to get in some circumstances where you and I nor anyone else can help us. Now, I don't know who I'm speaking to today. don't know who I'm speaking to tomorrow, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, next week. But I'm telling you, God will allow uh, uh, us to get into some circumstances that there's nothing else we can do until we look to God and get God involved. And so God can come through and God can give you a new testimony. God can build your faith in him, your trust in him. God will allow us sometimes to get in circumstances that we can't do anything. Nobody else can help us but only God. And when we look to God in prayer, when we put our faith and trust in God, not man, but in God, and then God comes through, then God gets all the glory. Hallelujah. God will let that happen to you. God will let us get in circumstances. He did with Simon in the New Testament. He said, Simon, Satan has desired to sift you like wheat. And it didn't say, and Jesus said, and I told him he can't do it. He didn't do it. He said, but I've prayed for you. Sometimes people say, oh, God, why didn't you get me out of this? God's looking to, uh, uh, sometimes it's a circumstance to, uh, to get us back into a relationship with him to where we're looking to him first. Looking into Jesus. I'm going to tell you, God is a mighty God. God is a mighty God. Watch this. He said, verse 8, So will I sing praise unto thy name forever, that I may daily perform my vows, that I may daily perform my promises to you, God. What, what have you ever promised God? Have you ever promised God you were going to serve him? My question is, are you serving? Have you ever said to God, you know, God, if you'll help me out of this one, I will do this. Did you keep that vow? That's a vow. That's a vow. Did you say to God, anytime I'll serve you, I'll do whatever I can. Are you serving him? My question is, if not, why? 
What is holding you back from fulfilling your vow to God? You may have made a vow 10 years ago and you're not fulfilling it right now. Are you serving God? The body of Christ needs workers. The fields are white to harvest, but the laborers are few. What's hindering you from fulfilling God's will for your life? If I was you and I could pinpoint it today, I would do something today. And I'd drop my hands on the plow to serve God from today on, and I would never look back because we're talking the purpose of God. I'm telling you, we're coming into an area of time when we're going to see God's glory. We're going to see God's power. We're going to see God arise and his enemies scattered. We're going to see a harvest of souls saved like never before. We're going to see miracles, signs, wonders, gifts of the Holy Spirit, healings, deliverance like never before. We're going to see miracle breakthroughs like never before. And we're going to need workers when people start flooding into God's churches saying, I want to know the God of this Bible. I saw this person on a Facebook live place. I want to find that church. And we're going to need children's workers. We're going to need uh, teenage workers. I believe, see, I, I truly believe God's going to move in teenagers high school age people. Uh, I, I see that as a field that's white to harvest, that's not being reached uh, as effectively as ever before. And I promise you this, if I get some workers in, in New Beginnings that, have, that believe they're called to reach teenagers and high school people, I'm going to do anything that God will direct me to do so that we can see. I mean, just, just think for a moment. We've got east, west, north, We've got Hendersonville High. We've got a lot of different high schools here in this town. And they're flooded when the schools start again with students. What are we doing to reach them? Surely there's somebody in Hendersonville says I'm called to reach young people in high school age. I, or, or children's ministries. I, I'm telling you, I, I believe we are set up for... You say, but pastor, the Bible says all these terrible things are going to happen. I know there's going to be a lot of bad things happen. But all through the Bible, when the bad was happening, good was happening. It's just that the good doesn't get reported. <laughs> oh, my. See, how many times have you seen in the news in the last five days on all the people that have recovered from the COVID-19? Uh, how, many, how many times do you see it on uh, different news feeds? I could call the names out. Uh, I, I won't do it. I, 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 I can't. I could call them out. I can call five different news feeds that you never see it on there. But I see the numbers every day. Over a million and a half people, over 1,500,000 people out of more than 3 million, over, over that, over a million 500,000 have recovered. Do we ever hear that? <laughs> We hear about 280-something thousand that have died, but you don't hear of 1.5 million-something that have lived and have beat it. Now, those numbers aren't even close to being the same. 275,000, 1,500,000. It's not even remotely close. But you don't hear the good news. The good news is over a million and a half have beat it. <laughs> oh, my. I want good news, and you're going to get good news in the Bible. Let's go to Psalm 62 now. Verse 1 says, Truly my soul waits upon God. When you go to God in prayer, and you're waiting on a word from God, and you're in God's presence long enough, and then you get God's word, and then, number four, you obey it, you've got to wait on God sometimes. God doesn't always heal when we want him to or save or deliver or, or do whatever. Sometimes we have to wait on the Lord. Now, that takes faith. A lot of people have missed God's best because they gave up. I want to ask you, am I, am I talking to people who are give-uppers tonight or overcomers? <laughs> Am I talking to believing believers 
or non-believing believers? Am I talking to wavering believers who one day believe but the other day doesn't? Or believing believers? It takes faith to wait on God. It takes faith to wait a year, five years, ten years. It takes faith. How many going to wait on God? How many going to look to God or do we want a short-term something and then we say, well, why didn't God do that? Why did he do it this way? Maybe it wasn't even God doing it at all because we didn't wait on God. You know, there's a verse over in uh, Galatians that says uh, that uh, we shall reap, not might, we shall reap in due season, there's a set time for you to reap. In due season, if we faint not, if we don't quit on God. Why would we ever quit on God? Why would we not believe this Bible? I mean, this is the one that in the, in the own Bible, he's never lied to us. He's not a man that he can lie. Well, how would he lie to you and I? He can't. This is a covenant. It's written. He can't go against his word or he'd be a liar. And he's not a liar. Amen. Truly, my soul waits upon God. From him comes my salvation. From him comes my everything. From him comes my joy. From him comes my peace. If I'm a CEO in a corporation, if I'm a mama needing some wisdom with a uh, my children, a husband, a wife, and marriage, a Christian worker, a pastor, whomever. Uh, truly, uh, uh, him cometh my salvation. From him comes my everything. My strength, my wisdom, my joy, my peace. Because he's our shepherd. And we shall not want. We can get everything we need. Strength, whatever it is of the Lord, it's all from him. From him comes my salvation. From him comes my everything. If you're a CEO or a plant manager or a shift manager or whatever you are on your job and, and you need wisdom there, God can give you wisdom that nobody else has. You can make decisions and tell your board to do this, that, and the other. And, and they may say, oh, we don't really see that. But you say, trust me. And when you implement God's will, boom. <laughs> You're going to see God arise and miracles happen. He said, he only, not, not, he only, he only, I ought to just teach on that, but I, I'm going to keep going. He only, I don't have two sources. I have one source to go to for my life and my decisions. My Father, who art in heaven and who is in me. I only look to him. He's, he's, the, he's the rock I look to. I don't go anywhere else. I just go to him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. Oh my, I shall not be, I shall not be moved. I shall not be, I shall not be moved. Just like a tree Planted by the waters, Lord, I shall not be moved. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, God is allowing a shaking going on throughout this world. I can teach it out of the Old Testament and the New. And everything that can be shaken is going to be shaken. But not those that are founded on the rock. That house isn't going anywhere. You and I aren't going anywhere. Amen, I'm telling you, we're on the rock. You're on the winning side. I ought to shout, jump, jump right up right now and spin around. You're on the winning side. Because if God be for you, who can be against you? Whew. He is my defense. I shall not be greatly moved. How long will you imagine mischief against a man? You shall be slain, all of you, like a bowing wall shall you be, like a tottering fence. Any of the enemy that's against us, and we've got an enemy against us, they may think about doing this, they may think about doing that, but I'm going to tell you, God's got them all in right there. 
They only consult to cast him down from his excellency. They delight in lies. They bless with their mouth, but they curse inwardly. Now watch verse 5. But my soul, and he's actually speaking to his soul here. He's actually speaking to himself right here. My soul, wait thou only upon God. Only. You see, catch the word only. Only on who? God. For my expectation, I want to set you up, number five, to get a miracle. Mm -hmm. Number five, I want to try to get you to start expecting God to answer your prayer and to watch over his word to perform it. I want your expectation. It says, my expectation is from him. My, where did he get his expectation from? Where was he, what was he expecting to happen? Where did he get his expectation from? From him, God. How do you get your expectation from him? When you get a word from him? Or your expectation can come from a dream he gave you or a vision or the written word of God, that's where your expectation ought to go. What are you expecting to happen in your circumstance? I'm expecting some big miracles to happen uh, in individuals that I've been praying for right now. I was expecting a big, uh, my expectation was big for this individual uh, that they, uh, the doctors wouldn't see them and said, you know, we, we want you in the office. We, you, you need a, a COVID-19 test uh, because of all, you, everything you've got says you've got it. But I, I, I pulled those words down for that individual. Hallelujah. I said, no, Lord, they don't have it. I said, they're healed. Mm -hmm. If they have it, they're healed. So when they got the COVID test back, no, no COVID. But the good news is, even if God did allow a Christian to have it just like he did to an individual we told you about a few minutes ago, he healed them. They were healed. They were made whole. And doctors couldn't, they, they didn't have any uh, uh, answer for it. We win either way mm -hmm. in life. Always remember this, no matter what circumstance comes out in your life. Watch this in Romans 8, 28. Somebody ought to shout on this one. <clears throat> all things, not some, all things work together for good to them who love God and are thee called according to his purpose. Amen. <laughs> Telling you, God has got good things for you and I plan. My soul waits thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. He only is my rock and my salvation. He is my defense. I shall not be moved. In God is my salvation and my glory, the rock of my strength. This is a person that has a relationship. That was number six tonight. I want to try to get you to, to get your relationship with God back on track and stronger than ever before. I want you to come to a place of love and trust in God like you've never had before. Because I'm telling you, when you come into a love affair with him, when he speaks, you won't even second guess it. You'll say, yes, Lord, thank you. I believe it. I believe it. And that's what you're going to be expecting to see. When he says, here's what to do, you're going to expect to see his results, and his results will come because he can't lie. I want to try to get you back into that real first love, love affair with your Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. He said, in God is my salvation. Have you noticed how many times he used the word salvation? Have you also noticed I'm in the Old Testament that Jesus has not died on the cross of Calvary yet? He's not been raised from the dead yet? Yet this servant of God, David, uses the word over and over from the very first psalm he ever wrote. He uses the word salvation. How did he get that word? How did he come up with that word? relationship relationship he's got real revelation 
out of doing number four that I've uh, tried to teach us tonight is being in God's presence in Psalms 91, staying in Psalms 91, or Mary in Luke chapter 10. Because so many people are cumbered about with so many things. But Mary chose what Jesus said was the needful thing, the thing that we really need. Not being so busy, but being in God's presence. Mary was at the feet of Jesus. And at the feet of Jesus long enough, every day, we're still on a quarantine at some level. Some more things are opening up. But if we just stay in his presence long enough like Mary, it said she heard his word. We've got to stay in that presence of God long enough. Don't be so much in a hurry to get out of God's presence or out of God's word. He said, in God is my salvation, my glory, the rock of my strength, my refuge. Is God all this to you? Trust in him at all times. <laughs> oh my. Is that where your trust is? Or is it in a person? Trust in the Lord. Trust in God. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him. That's prayer. God is a refuge. He's our everything, our shepherd for us. Surely, men of low degree are vanity. Men of high degree are a lie. To be laid in the balance. They're altogether lighter than vanity. Trust not in oppression. Become not vain in robbery. If riches increase, set not your heart upon them. Set your heart only upon the Lord. God has spoken once, twice have I heard this, that power belongs unto God. Also unto thee, O Lord, belongeth mercy for thou renderest to every man according to his work. Just two more verses. The very next Psalm, 63, verse 1 and 2. O God, thou art my God. Why is, what is he saying there? O God, thou art my everything. You're my healer, you're my deliverer, you're my protector. You're the one that helps me in every area of my life. You're my single source. Oh God, thou art my God. Early will I seek thee. My soul thirsteth for thee. That's what I want to, that's number seven. I want to try to get you not only into get back to that real relationship you used to may have had and that closeness, but I want you to I want to try to get you into this right here. My soul thirsteth to where you have to be with him every day. It's just like you start, how many of you in a day? How many of you in a day you say, boy, I'm getting hungry. <laughs> boy, I'm getting hungry. When are we going to get to that kind of point with God? Boy, I'm getting hungry to be with God. I just want to go take about 30 minutes with the Lord. I'm hungry for God. Amen. He said, early will I sit my soul thirsteth for thee. My flesh longeth for thee in a dry and thirsty land where no water is. That's right. This is a dry and thirsty land in this earth. Now watch this next verse. I'm just telling you. Where no water is to see thy power and thy glory as I have seen thee where? In the sanctuary. I promise you when we get back in the house of God, you're going to see his glory and his power in the sanctuary like never before. You're going to see souls saved, people delivered, healings, miracles, signs, wonders. People are going to learn and grow. You're going to see his power like never before and his glory 
Because thy loving kindness is better than life, my lips will praise you. Thus will I bless you while I live. I will lift up my hands in thy name. My soul shall be satisfied. <laughs> oh my, are you satisfied in God? Or do you need something else to bring you satisfaction in a day? My, my soul shall be satisfied as with marrow and fatness. My mouth shall praise thee with joyful lips when I remember thee upon my bed and meditate on thee in the night watch because thou hast been my help. Therefore, in the shadow of thy wings, see, back in his presence, will I rejoice. My soul follows close behind thee because thy right hand upholds me. But those who seek my soul to destroy it shall go into the lower parts of the earth. They shall fall by the sword. They shall be a portion for the foxes, but the king shall rejoice in God. That's you and I. Everyone that swears by him shall glory, but the mouth of those who speak lies shall be stopped. O oh God, thou art my God, early will I seek thee. My soul thirsted for thee. I want to try to get you back. That's the seventh point tonight. To hunger and thirst after your heavenly Father. To be in his presence, to be in his word, to have that relationship, to be that one. There was only one disciple out of all of them. Check it out, study it out. That it said, he leaned his head on the breast of Jesus. And every time there was something that the disciples didn't understand, check it out. They went to him to ask him to ask the Lord. Check it out. It's in the book. Because they saw how close he was. He just loved to be. That's the only place you ever find this one his head leaning on the breast, the chest of Jesus. Whew. Can I get you back to your first love? Can I get you back to go to him first in prayer? Number two, to wait on that word from the Lord. Number three, when you have that word to obey it, no matter what, just trust God. Fourth, to stay in his presence long enough, under his shadow, under his wings. Can I get you back just to truly, number five, wait on the Lord? Can I get you back to that relationship? Number six, that relationship totally restored. Closer than ever before. Number seven, can I get you back to that place that you hunger and thirst for him, to where you literally get hungry for him every day? You get hungry for a meal, don't you? When will we get hungry and thirsty for him? Father, right now, I just say thank you for this teaching tonight. Lord, I lift up our president and vice president, and I pray, God, that you would bless them with wisdom tonight, divinely protect them from all sickness and disease, Bless them with the favor of God like never before. Help them in every way to run your country with your decisions. Help them to know your will. Help them to know who to believe, who to trust, and who not to. Number two, Father, for any person under the sound of my voice, saved or unsaved, that needs a healing miracle, whether it's somebody with a healing miracle in their foot that needs skin put back muscles, tendons, ligaments to where when they look there, they don't see anything but just perfect skin. No bone, no anything else. Just a miracle there. Father, I pray for miracles for any person that needs a miracle in their foot. Skin gross would be healed and made whole. Anyone who has cancer, that they'd be healed and made whole tonight. Anyone who has pain or restriction in their body, I pray for healing miracle tonight. Anyone who has high blood pressure, Parkinson's, dementia, Alzheimer's, memory loss, 
pray for total restoration, healing, and wholeness in Jesus' name. I pray for that Christian that feels overwhelmed. I pray, God, you'll take them back to this scripture that we've taught tonight. And they'll cast all their cares on you and just wait for you to help. Because they shall reap in due season if they won't quit believing God. Father, for that one that needs some real wisdom tonight, whether it's a husband, wife, mom, dad, pastor, CEO, worker, uh, wh whomever, wherever, I pray for divine wisdom from God. Father, give them a clear word from the Lord so they know what to do, what decision to make. Father, I pray tonight uh, for... Uh, uh, our leaders, whether it's our governor, whether it's any leaders of any state, uh, give them wisdom uh, in our president and vice president on opening up this country again. Whether it's the schools, whether it's businesses, God direct their paths. Father, also I pray along with our vice president who when he was in the inauguration, his hand was on the Bible and this is where his hand was, Second Chronicles seven fourteen. if my people who are called by my name, will humble themselves. We do that now, Father. Humble themselves. Pray. Seek my face. Turn from their wicked ways. Lord, if there's any wicked ways in the body of Christ, any, Father, I repent for the body of Christ. I ask you to forgive, starting with me or any other Christian. Forgive us tonight. Have mercy on us. Forgive us tonight. Your Bible said, we confess to you. If we've sinned, Lord, we confess we've sinned. We've fallen short of the glory of God. We stand on your word tonight that says, if we'll confess our sin, this is 1 John 1, 9. You're faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Father, we receive your forgiveness. And he said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves, pray, that's what we're doing, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven. And then will I heal their land. God, we pray for healing in this land. I pray also for this upcoming election, the Congress, the Senate, the presidential, that, Father, you'll speak to the people, unsaved, backslidden, saved, whosoever, on who to vote for. And they'll vote for them. Congress, Senate, and the presidential election because we want the leader you want. So we can see thy kingdom come and thy will being done on earth as it is in heaven. For any person that's struggling tonight, Father, I pray for the miracle breakthrough. Show us anything we need to stop or start doing, whether it's in our health, our finances, raising kids, any area that we're struggling, in our job, in our relationship with you, God, any way we're struggling. I pray today, struggling in faith, struggling in joy or peace or hope or struggling with knowing their place and purpose in the body of Christ. Father, I pray for the miracle breakthrough that the struggle stops. If it's a child, a teenager, young adult or adult that's in school and they're having to face bullying or they're having a, a problem in a class or they're needing to know uh, what to take in college, uh, who to marry, who to date, who not to date, who to marry, not to marry. Father, I pray for wisdom so the struggle stops and they know your will. Any, any Christian that's having a, an issue with uh, a fear, condemnation, guilt, anything from the past, God, help us to forget that past. Move past the past and move forward into our future. Say, I want to go back to the. I want to go back to the past. I want to go back to the uh, what used to be normal. I don't. I want to go forward. I want to do what Philippians said in three, forgetting those things which are behind. I move forward. I press forward to the high calling of God in Christ Jesus to the to the new beginning. Now, Father, today, if there's someone uh, that is not born again, they don't know Jesus Christ as their Savior. They've never totally just said, Lord, I come to you today. I'm sorry for my sins. I ask you to forgive me. I totally surrender my life to you right now. And I'm not going back. 
your Bible said I can do all things through Christ who strengthen me. I'm not going to go back. I'm going to go forward to your purpose. I believe you died for me. I believe you died on the old rugged cross. I believe God raised you from the dead. When you died, I believe you died, you were buried. Third day, you were raised from the dead. I believe. And right now, I ask you to be my Savior. I give you my life. Will you now lead me, guide me, direct me, help me? Give me a real purpose. I'm here to do only your will. Father, tonight, I just receive your salvation. I receive every benefit of the blood of Jesus that is washing away my sins. I receive your Holy Spirit to come and fill me and baptize me and empower me to walk a victorious, overcoming life, overcoming any sin, overcoming drugs, alcohol, anything. Sin shall not have dominion over me anymore. Father, that's in your Bible in Romans 6. I believe that. I receive your salvation. I receive Jesus as my Savior. Now, if you prayed that tonight, I want you to call me at 828-692-0777. And I want to begin to help you to experience this abundant, victorious, great life that Jesus provides for you and I. I want you to know today, Jesus Christ loves you. He really does have an incredibly blessed evening. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. We hope the message has blessed you. We invite you to join us Sunday mornings at 10.30 a.m., either in person or via Facebook Live. And again, don't forget to like our Facebook page and to follow us on Instagram at NBCHville.